Welcome to the Kidmen Huddle, part of the Kids Matter Podcast Network. Gather round, Kidmen leaders, and be encouraged and equipped as you build the kingdom. Now here's your host, Amber Pike. Welcome back to the Kidmen Huddle. So it is the week before VBS in my world, and I am VBS stressed. There is no tired like VBS tired. I think you all know what I mean. Right now, I am eating anything chocolate that comes my way because I'm just, I'm stressed, I'm behind, but I'm excited. We are doing Mystery Island VBS from Answers in Genesis. We didn't get to do it last year because of COVID, so we're doing it this year, and I am super pumped. I'm excited about the content that the boys and girls are going to get to learn. They're tracking down the one true God. They're finding evidences of God, but they're learning more about him. And one of the reasons I love Answers in Genesis, their entire ministry, is because they don't just give kids fluff. They challenge them. So they're teaching theology to kids. They're teaching in this VBS, also in you know their books, their Sunday school curriculum, all of that. But they're teaching about the attributes of God. They're teaching that God is omniscient. He's sovereign. He's omnipotent. They're teaching that he is almighty. All of these amazing things that kids need to know. So my question is, when is the last time you have taught some theology to kids? When is the last time you've taught them about who God is and you put in those big college-level words? Can your kids tell you what sovereign means? Can they tell you what omnipotent means? Can they explain the Trinity? We have to make sure we're teaching kids these things. They need to know about Noah, you betcha, and Moses, and creation, and David, and all of those things. But they need more than just stories. They need more than just moralistic lessons. They honestly even need more than just that good overview of the Bible that I'm really, really a fan of. It is so important to show kids the story, like the one overarching message in the Bible. But while you're doing that, you need to be challenging kids. You need to be teaching them these big church words because there's a downside and almost a danger if you don't. If you just teach kids where they're at, at their level, they're not going to rise above. They're going to become teenagers in youth group who have no clue. They're going to become adults one day that have no clue. They're not going to know what that means. And then I've seen with kids and adults, when you don't have the answers as an adult, you don't really ask people. Now, there are exceptions, of course, but you kind of curl in on yourself and you are maybe ashamed or embarrassed that you don't have the answers. I've seen with our teens, teens who were strong theologically will then move to youth group and a lot of questions start coming. And 
even those consistent kids that are at church, they're getting it at home, they're studying on their own even, some of them kind of backslide because it's kind of a lot going on in those teen years, you know, hormones and friends and craziness. So we have to make sure that we're giving kids a firm foundation, but not just what you think they're capable of. Because I promise you, kids are capable of so much more than you think. I I think I've said it before in a podcast, but um, the first lesson in the Answers Bible curriculum from Answers in Genesis, it teaches preschoolers that God is omnipotent. It uses that word, not just God can do everything. Use the words that they're going to hear when they become an adult. Because your pastor is going to be using these words. Teach them now to where it gets ingrained in their heads and in their hearts. So how does this look or how can it look practically? Because you might not be in a position to write your own curriculum. You might not have the writing bug. You might just be a volunteer or a Sunday school teacher. You might not be the curriculum decision maker. Well, add it in. It's really, it's that simple. Add it in, just like you should be tying everything together together relationally where it is in the Bible. So we're teaching on Joseph. Well, why do we know Joseph? Why is Joseph important to God's one story? Who's, who is he in this tale? Who is he to Jesus' coming? So you should be adding that in no matter what curriculum you're doing. Well, while you're doing this, what can you teach about God? What big theological term or phrase or line of thinking can you add into your already existing lesson? So we are on a series I'm writing right now. Um, It's going Wednesdays and Sundays. It's kind of crazy, but I'm loving it. I'm calling it Dig In. You're discovering, investigating, and growing in God's Word. And it's kind of a... 13 lesson overview of the Bible, but with a strong application part and a lot about God. So tonight, uh, I'm recording on Wednesday, by the way, tonight's lesson is about God's people, the Israelites, just kind of an overview of who they are and why they are. And without even really intentionally meaning to, because um, I plan my lessons out, but sometimes I don't end up using what I plan, and God takes it a completely different direction, which is obviously much better than what I was going to write. But without even meaning to, this lesson on the Israelites ended up going into God's sovereignty and the fact that God is always going to keep his promises. He's going to do what he says he's going to do, but he's not always going to do it when we want him to. We have to wait because God's plan is much better than our plan and we need to wait for his plan to happen and it will. But yeah, waiting's hard. So a lesson about the Israelites that I had no intention of touching on sovereignty of God. That's how it ended. And I'm not going to lie. I love it. I'm pumped about this lesson tonight. Now, will my sweet little four-year-old Riley understand what sovereign means? No. Is she going to understand the concept that God is sovereign, that God is in control of all? No. 
But as I keep repeating this over and over, as the foundation of God's word is being laid in her heart and her mind, she's going to get it. She's going to grow up knowing God is sovereign. I know that God is sovereign. God is omnipotent. God is wise. God is holy. She's going to know these things because they're being given to her over and over and over. You can take your Bible lesson and say, hey, what does this teach us about God? What attribute of God is shown here? You can get a poster, Answers in Genesis, their ABC curriculum has a poster that has attributes of God named on there. You can let kids decorate posters and hang them up talking about the attributes of God. Bring it back because it's important. It's important to their faith foundation to know who God is, to see his character. Because let's face it, he is the foundation of the Bible. We need to have a relationship with him. And part of that is knowing him, learning about him. But you need to be intentional with giving it to your kids. Don't just give them what you think they can handle. Teach them more. Consistently teach them more. Give them more. Challenge them to rise above, to learn more. And I think you'll probably be surprised of just how much of it sticks. And remember, Kidman leaders, what you do matters.